0: This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. And I'm here with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Uh, David, I know around SOM International, every day is a day of prayer for the persecuted church. But we have a special day coming up, the International Day of Prayer for the persecuted church on November 7th. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about why uh, this rally event for the uh, International Day of Prayer is so, so important, so vital to the ministry of spirit of martyrdom.
1: Yeah, this is a Sunday that the international church, the body of Christ around the world could come around and rally in solidarity for our persecuted brothers and sisters living in restricted nations, which depending on what numbers you look at is uh, 250 million to 600 million Christians live in those regions um, and face difficulty for their faith. Uh, So that's a huge proportion. and something that, as a By Christ, um, we can have opportunity to show that we're one with them, and we love them, and we're praying for them. So we're inviting people to uh, make an emphasis, even personally, and then for their fellowships, organizations, their churches. And we could be a resource for people to get involved
0: So, David, what do these meetings often look like uh, that people get together and do? Uh, Do they do prayer meetings? Do people do events? What what do these meetings typically look like when they're trying to honor those who are in chains for Jesus?
1: Well, I think most churches... You know, first of all, just talk about they use the video. I mean, most churches, you know, you use a, a video involved. We created a video that's four minutes long. It's really good with a great song this year, and people can get it off our internet. Uh, many churches then will hand out prayer cards, and we, we have a prayer card okay. uh, that we could talk about even later in the show and what's on there. And then we even have a newsletter of stories and inspiration how you know, what's going on in the, in the the global picture for people to be encouraged by, inspired uh, to remember and be involved in
0: what's going on. So your story with Spirit of Modern Event really began around the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Tell us a little bit about your background with this event. Yeah, the Lord
1: really knit me into this work in this global work around the world with prayer. Uh, as I was preparing for this podcast, I had forgotten how much the IDOP had played as a part of today, the reason I'm serving the persecuted church. Mm -hmm. And and so it's interesting for me to go back in my mind to think about all these parts of God put uh, together. But I was in youth ministry for years. And then at the end of that season, during the 90s, I was really seeking the Lord uh, for what was next. And lo and behold, little did I know God was orchestrating a global work of uh, international attention. Mm -hmm for churches to start praying. And so as I'm seeking the Lord for what's next, all of a sudden I start hearing about the persecuted church. And then I hear about this International Day of the Persecuted Church. Um, And one of those guys, his name was Steve Haas, that got involved in a young uh, time. And I met him and just so happened to visit his church. And he was talking about it. It was just crazy, all these details that came together. And later then, I ended up meeting one of the the persons that God used to really get this going. His name is Gitana. And Gitana is from Ethiopia. Uh, He ultimately founded the Watch and Prayer Ministry. He's uh, truly a gentleman whose face radiates just the the love of Jesus. Uh, And his passion is for Northeast Africa, around the area he's from. And and, and from a young age, when he was really captured by Christ, he began to preach the gospel. And that was during the time the communists uh, took uh, Control in that area of the uh, world, and the uh, and the communists arrested Katana for his faith. During that time, he was repeatedly denied food, water, mm-hmm. and sleep for days. uh They even tortured him with boiling oil. He was he was hung upside down, Mark, and poured on the soles of his feet, which you know mm-hmm. how much, uh, you know we our feet are tender, yeah, yeah. Uh, but ma- yeah, many uh, you know many nerve endings there, uh, and they poured. um oil on the bottom of his feet, where he even has scars today. Oh, wow. He was whipped with a metal cable during uh, during that time, and uh, he spent um, some years in prison for his faith in Jesus. He eventually escaped and uh, fled to the Navy uh, mm-hmm. country there in 1994. Ultimately, Kate was able to refugee over to the United States. And, and that's where kind of his story is picked up, because he becomes— a house servant for Michael Horowitz. Now, some people have been around for a while; might recognize that name. Okay. He he worked for uh, President Ronald Reagan, some other presidents. He was the general counsel, <laughs> office uh, management of budget. He was a, uh, a columnist. And here's Mike. Here he is, Gatana, okay. an Ethiopian persecuted believer, working in the house of Michael Horowitz, a- and Michael is a practicing Jew. Okay. And um, and Michael talks about, he begins to get really curious about this band's story. He's such a unique man, and there's a right. joy in his life, and he's unique. And and so, uh, G- Gatana begins to tell his story and his testimony there. Later, even Michael Orwitz is quoted uh, saying this, Pastor G- uh, Gatana is one of the bravest and most remarkable men I know. Pastor Gatana has been chosen, a chosen instrument of hope, And progress for the victims of religious persecution throughout the world. So Michael Horowitz was so so captivated that God used a uh, again a practicing Jew to shake the evangelical world. (laughs) Wow! Uh, So it's just yeah, God's ways of of using you know unique people and again one of the chosen people through history (laughs) to really write the course of. The evangelical uh, and the church, especially in the West. And Horowitz then, and this started in the uh, mid-1990s, Horowitz went then on a, a campaign blitz of re- trying to wake up the Western church. And, and, and Horowitz basically, here's some quotes that we get from Michael Horowitz during that time. Okay. It basically sa- uh, says that evangelicals be- uh, have become the Jews of the 21st century in much of the world. Wow. He says there are three factors that are eerily parallel the situation of the European Jews in the late 1900s and the 20th centuries. Uh, One, evangelicals are the perfect scapegoat who pose powerful threats to anti-democratic regimes. Two, Western elites are indifferent about their fate. So he's seen those two together. And then thirdly, he says the Western Christian community has maintained a tongue-tied silence, about the ongoing persecution.
0: So, David, we're going to take a break, but when we get back, I want to continue unpacking this story and uh, go on to the next chapter of this where we talk about how uh, the International Day of Prayer really took a root in your heart and how that is critical to S- Spirit of martyrdom's ministry and how we can get involved in those who are risking much for Jesus. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio in our partnership with SOM International is working to bring two million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, uh, David, we we're talking about the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and prayer has really been a critical component to what you do with SOM and, and a critical component to how you're serving the persecuted church. Tell us a little bit more about how prayer is interwoven into Spirit of martyrdom's ministries.
1: Yeah, so again, just to as I looked back on my history, the history of the prayer for the persecuted church here, I realized how it's been integral in starting so much uh, work and fruit. I believe. I, I'm not sure if I remember exactly, but I believe the first International Day of Prayer for the persecuted Church was 1996. I know for me, it was okay. for sure. But I believe that was. And that's when God was getting a hold of my heart. Be- uh, and, and I just begin to, everywhere I went, I read a book, I, I read an article, and then this prayer movement started. We did it in the church I was involved in there uh, during those days in Colorado. And uh, in, so in, in 1998, then the Lord begins to um, lead me to work for the ministry Voice of the Martyrs, uh, who I spent 10 years with them and have just a a labor of love uh, for all that I was impacted by during those years. Mm. And so I was able to observe what God was doing during this prayer movement, uh, you know, that happened around the world where they estimate over 400,000 churches uh, were certainly involved in certainly those days for sure. And um, in in, in those beginning days uh, Mm. for speaking on behalf of the persecuted church, I was speaking seven to eleven times mark a week uh, for churches and you know and, and groups and organizations, Bible studies on and on, uh, there was so much of a hunger. It was like you know it's like the church in America came out of a sleep and they're going, well,
0: what is this? Mm. Now you said before that part of the um, uh, eerily parallel situation with European Jews is that the it says the Western elites are indifferent about the fates. Of these, you know, the fates of this religious persecution. Um, And and you also just mentioned that back then there was 400,000 churches involved. Are are we seeing a similar slide right now that people are unaware of what's happening with the persecuted church or they're not as concerned about it?
1: Well, yeah. So I think that's what happened is that literally nobody knew persecution was going on. Most Christians didn't. The few that did didn't really... Know what to do about it, and so all of a sudden, God made this swell of cooperation, collaboration, and, and churches got on board. And so I saw from 1998 to 2005, you know, they were churches were so hungry and uh, and, and conferences on and on that I was booking uh, speed engage with six to twelve months in advance. But then there was something wow. that happened in 2005, I think with 911 and just the uh, Islamic terrorism conflict, uh, people were getting overwhelmed, and then you know get into 2000 uh, you know, the economic recession and everything else. And I yeah. do think there has been a lulling back to sleep. Um, and, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's you're catching that. Well, and, and Mark, you know, on the subject, I'm curious, was it with us that you first heard about the International Day of Pers- uh, per, for the Persecuted Church, or had you heard about it before? You
0: know, I had heard about it before, and uh, in the okay. church I was serving at, we would take out a Sunday and, and typically pray for those uh, for people who are in chains. Uh, we were sensitive to that, but I know that's not entirely common in, in the Christian church right now. At least I don't think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that's something mm-hmm. that SOM would really love to change.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're trying to gauge the body Christ to keep God's global church front and center, because it's front and center before the Lord Himself. I mean, God sees the host of heaven. He sees His children, and so what's most on the Father's heart needs to be on our heart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and we have such a great example of what the International Day of Prayer of the Church has done for us through, you know, now almost um, what would that be uh, going towards almost thirty years right. here, twenty-five years. Or so is, um, is is what it started. And prayer does that. It starts at our heart that it, we can ignite our communities. Because one of the other things I just want to point out that came out. Of that is in 1998. The uh, House passed and then reconfirmed by the Senate, and it, it was the International Religious Freedom Act, which okay. basically started for the State Department to make countries of particular concern, and they then record that and they put pressure on nations that are not giving freedom of belief. And so mm-hmm. the State Department right now, you could go online look at that, and they have and they make the annual report on International Religious Freedom, which describes the. Status of religious freedom on every country. The report covers government policies that are violating religious beliefs and practices of groups of religious description. Uh, Excuse me, denominations and individuals And the U.S. uh, policies Promote religious freedom around the world So each year that's put out So that's been a very helpful tool For even our, you know, government To have influence But the only way that's going to be prioritized By our government and by people Is people are praying and they're advocating And they're speaking up for that We need this day of prayer To keep it so that we're advocating For believers around the world And they're praying to advocate for us Because we are one family
0: Okay, David, is this a widespread problem? You, you gave it these numbers uh, up front, but sometimes I think that people in the church think there's only just a handful of persecuted nations. Is this a widespread problem? Uh, I mean, why should people get involved? Why should we, we be so concerned about the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church.
1: Yeah, Mark Gray, you're just hitting so much of our passion and certainly our soapbox, uh, what we try to communicate uh, on a regular basis that we have on a lot of our material. And let me put a story this last week. I was meeting with some um, men's ministry leaders who were networking yeah. together uh, for a men's so the men's movements and, and how we're trying to contribute that to the global church for men to be discipled in a Global perspective. And uh, one of the, the the leaders was looking at our stuff and he picked up the card, uh, the contact card, and he saw on the bottom how, you know, we we have these two circles and, and in the circles, they have 40% and 3%. He says, David, today, if I've learned anything, he said, the thing that I'm most powerful about that has really struck my heart, that I'm like humbled this moment. And he read it out loud to me. He said, 40% of the world has never heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And only 3% of all the Christian giving goes to the most persecuted and unreached 40%. And he said, that every man needs to know.
0: Right. Well, now, David, you mentioned that uh, you you speak to groups about the persecuted church. And of course, uh, you'd love to get into some places to speak to men's groups, speak to Sunday school classes, speak to church congregations. If somebody wants to book you or somebody from Spirit of Martyrdom, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, then go on spiritofmartham.com and uh, they, there's a place there you can request a speaker. And also, we have a whole uh, pack for to be able to share with your church, your friends, just to be an influence in your area. We can give you bulk newsletter, bulk prayer cards, uh, and the prayer cards this year we're going over uh, what you know the Indian subcontinent, which is some of the highest persecuted and unreached, the Muslim world, and Latin America, mm-hmm. and some amazing things that God is doing.
0: Well, we want to encourage you to get involved with the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and we want you to be involved all the time with those who risk much for Jesus. You can get involved by going to spiritofmartyrdom.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and we'll give you the latest news about what's going on with those who are risking much for Jesus. Our full-color newsletter comes out every month, and it features stories from those who are serving on the front lines in the most restricted areas of the world. You can sign up for that at spiritofmartyrdom.com. You can also help this podcast by subscribing by sharing it with a friend or by leaving a comment. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love your help in connecting others with the information that's provided during this podcast.
1: Mark, I just want to leave everybody with this final thought. We're a leadership podcast, Mark, as we always talk about. And leaders pray and people who pray have influence. They lead the world to righteousness. So I'm just inviting all you leaders out there to really consider uh, getting involved with us. Join us in a global prayer for our a persecuted family. Well,
0: until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.